0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the C-String Podcast. This is going to be episode number 12, and it's going to be episode 2 of our NFL our NFL season, or I guess week-by-week review here, and top 10, and predictions, and things like that. So we're just going to go ahead and get straight into it. Uh, last week, I made some predictions. Actually, this is episode 3. This is episode 3 of this. Uh, last week, I made some predictions, and I went 12-4. and four. Did pretty good this time. Um, I had the Browns beating the Falcons. It went 23-20 the other way, though. I had the Colts beating the the Titans. It was 24-17 the other way. I had the Lions beating the Seahawks. It was 48-45 the other way. And then I also had the Rams beating the 49ers, and it was 24-9 the other way. Um, I'm not going to go over every result from last week, because if you wanted to know all the results from last week, you would just look them up. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you what you do care about is my opinion on the top 10 and my opinion on who's going to win next week. And so that's what we're here to talk about. So we're going to get straight into it. At number 10, as they have been this whole time, is the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, They're 3-1 now. They beat the Saints in a wild game in London. Um, They played well enough. Um, These past two wins have not been convincing. I would have liked to see more from them. Um, I have the... I, it's important to note here, I don't have the Rams in my top 10. They've been very disappointing, and they're just still... They're just, that offense isn't going anywhere. So that's the main problem there. Their defense is fine. It's okay. Uh, that offense is stuck, though. And they need to get creative there and figure out some solutions. And I think the Vikings would beat the Rams. as of right now. I mean, they beat the Packers. Everybody thinks the Packers are a good team. I think the Packers are a terrible team. Um, if Tom Brady has his has people with him at, with an offense in that game definitely lose that one um, if Mac Jones plays against them definitely lose that one I mean this Packers team should be 1-3-0-4 right now they're just not lucky it's fine um, that's just how things are shaking out uh, at number 9 I have the Miami Dolphins down 4 spots from last week to a situation obviously a horrible thing uh, the neuro director, surgeon or whatever was the sacrificial lamb here he got fired um but players association should be all over this and should be all over it for a long time um they teddy bridgewater is a fine replacement though um i think he's actually a really good good backup quarterback i mean if you're gonna have a backup quarterback i would probably choose he'd be one of the top guys i chose so that's a really good replacement Um, and it also sounds, it kind of sounds like Tua wants to return, um, even after, I wouldn't have blamed him if he didn't ever come back to football, um, but it sounds like he wanted to return, um, and I know he wanted to play through whatever he had, you always want to play through with whatever you got, um, but sometimes you need people around you to tell you when to not play through these things, and I went through a very, just literally a very similar situation to this, this just today. Uh, I play, play on the club team, uh, club soccer team, and last weekend, um, I played in, a, uh, two games last weekend, on the second game on Sunday, I got injured, but I played through it then, I just played right through it, and it felt fine at, during the game, it felt fine after the game, it felt fine on the whole drive home, it felt fine when I went to bed, um, then it just, it killed me. Next couple of days, really, it's also really gross looking too, and there's ooze coming from it. It was a turf burn, um, really bad, and right on your knee, right on my knee as well. So a really bad spot, and you know I wanted to play today, but I got told by a lot of my teammates, just don't, no reason for you to play today. We want, we obviously we need you on the back line, no question about that, but we need you to play in the playoffs, and right now, right now we're slated for a playoff spot. We need you next weekend, and if we make it through, then we need you the weekend after that. Those are more important than what we're we have going on right now. We have two games right now that we could win. We can win these games. Um, unfortunately, a little side note here that was that was a little bit off topic, but it's the same correlation to the two situation. You need people to to tell you no, like don't play through this, and then you also need to listen to them. That's just what I'm trying to get through to here, and that's basically. The whole situation, Miami situation, is that you need the right people to tell you no, and even if you're persistent, they need to be professional and still tell you no. Um, so obviously, horrible situation for Miami. Uh, hope to uh, recovers quickly and is okay to play some football. Uh, next, at number eight, unranked last week, the two and two, Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them above the. Dolphins, just because Trevor Lawrence is, is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. I know I just praised him, but he is better. Um, they played the Eagles very well. They were up early. Um, the second quarter got away from them, and that's mainly because Eagles had a lot more of the ball. They turned Jacksonville over five times. Um, they also had 400 yards to Jacksonville's 200, and all the stats can really be pointed to the fact that they Jacksonville had five turnovers. Um, anytime you have five turnovers, you're not winning the football game. Um, even though the Bengals had five turnovers in week one and still almost beat the Steelers. um, It's just, it doesn't happen very often, unless you you also take the ball away five times. It's very rare. Um, That's just, and and they still ended up only an eight-point game against the Eagles. Nothing to scoff at there. Really, really nice, close game. They kept it well all the way through, and I said last week, Jacksonville doesn't need to win this game need on my top ten. They need to keep it close. They need to prove to me that they are competitive, and they were. They led early. They just... And I said, if uh, they make a couple of mistakes and lose the game, they're still going to make my top 10, and that's exactly what happened. And lo and behold, they are now in my top 10. Next, at number 7, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, No change here uh, from last week. They were in full control in that Dolphins game. Um, they won 27-15, uh, partially due to the 2 a situation. But this is a top 10 defense. They've only allowed five touchdowns all year. And aside from that week one game, Burrow has six touchdowns to no interceptions. So they are looking really, really good. Um, and I like this team going forward. Next, number six, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they're 2-2 two and two now. No change, even though they lost to the Chiefs 31-41. to um, They have all their receivers back now. And Tom Brady was able to put up 31 points on that pretty, pretty good Chiefs defense. Um... They have the Falcons, Panthers, and Steelers coming up. So while the Bucks are 2-2, two and, two, and maybe that's not so impressive to you, they're going to be 5-2 uh, in three weeks' time. So maybe that's a little more impressive. Um, you're not going to want any piece of this team, especially in the NFC. The NFC is so weak right now. All the other NFC opponents not going to want a piece of this Tampa Bay team. Um, they would be 3-1 and one right now if they were healthy against the Packers. And you know what? If they're healthy against Kansas City, maybe they maybe they win this game. Um, Although this one was more down to the defense struggling against Mahomes. But we'll move to number five. At number five, I have the Baltimore Ravens uh, at two and two. This has got to be the most interesting team in the NFL to watch right now. Uh, I've tuned into basically every every one of their games this uh, this season. Um, They're down two spots from last week, and that's because they lost to the Bills twenty three to twenty at home. They have now lost five straight home games. That's pretty wild. Uh, the defense, the Baltimore defense, has the most takeaways in the league, but is the worst pass defense in the league. <laughs> so that doesn't make any sense. They're great in the first half of games and not in the second half of games. It's just an interesting, very interesting team. These stats are very interesting. It's kind of weird. Um, but it comes down to this. The Ravens is are it's a good organization. They're always they're always a winning organization. It's synonymous with winning, and I love Lamar Jackson. So it's it's down to those do, two to things. That's why I believe so heavily in this team and why I have them at five. Um, it's kind of one of those teams. There's kind of a team every year that you feel like they can win any football game and then they can lose any football game. Um, so it's just kind of one of those teams, uh, and that's why I have them at number five. At number four, you guys are gonna think I'm crazy for putting all these two and two teams ahead of a bunch of three and one teams, but I'm telling you, the San Francisco 49ers are elite. They're up five spots from my list on last week. Their defense leads uh, in scoring defense. They're only allowing four yards per play. That's that's something uh, betting betting odds really likes is that yards per play stat. It's that that plays a huge role in like spread calculations and winning calculations they love that stat so much so that's super important they're only allowing four yards to play they're the only team that hasn't allowed a touchdown in the first half this year they are the most physical team in the nfl by far right now um they push i mean they pushed their hands around on monday night they just pushed them around there was no contest this team man it went healthy Holy cow, no piece of it. This team got to the Super Bowl a few years ago. I have no doubt that they could do it again. Next, and number three, I have the Buffalo Bills. They are down two spots from last week. They're three and one still. They did do a they did pull off the comeback against the Ravens. Um, but it's Yeah, while they haven't looked as dominating as I think they did last year, here's some here's some things you need to know. They lead the NFL in point differential and yard differential. Also, they have outscored their opponents 44 to nothing in the third quarter. Great stats right there. That's winning stats. They have a great coaching staff, offense leads in first downs. There's just there's just too many injuries on defense. If this is this is whereas the Bucks are have a lot of injuries on offense hindering them. This team has too many on defense. They have injuries in the secondary, they have injuries on the D-line, and that's really where it's hurting right now. I will say, I think they one weakness with with this team, like, if, if this team were fully healthy, I think a weakness you could probably point out is a running game, maybe. A uh, lack of a running game. They are they, uh, Josh Allen throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game. So, that might come back in the them. They're not, like, super creative, I would get, say, when, when calling offensive plays. Like, they don't do a lot of sweeps or laterals or pitches to their running back. Like, it's... It's a kind of it's a little bit more of a straightforward offensive playbook at the moment. So you'd like to see them get dynamic with the run game, especially try to open that up a little bit more going forward. Because as you get late into the season and then into the playoffs, teams will kind of exploit this this problem of Josh Allen throwing 50, 60 times a game. Uh, I think they were able to get away with it against the Ravens because Ravens are a little bit young in the secondary, as I've mentioned before. Um, but against other teams, that's not going to work so well. Uh, next at number two, I've got the only undefeated team in the league, the Philadelphia Eagles, up two spots from last week. Um, they have 36 big plays that leads the NFL over the Chiefs. They have the best line combo, offensive line, defensive line, best in the league. Uh, the Bengals is really good in that part, de- or not the Bengals, the Browns, really good in that department too. Um, but best best line combo in the league. They have nine takeaways. They take the lead and they just, they run away with it from there. Um, I would l- I want to see this team trail a game in the second half. They trailed against Jacksonville, but they only trailed in the first half. They had a monster second quarter, they forced a lot of turnovers. I want to see this team trail in the second half, see how they respond. Um, and if you don't know who their head coach is, it's Nick Ceriani. Uh, I didn't know who this guy was uh, after Doug Peterson left. I mean, I... I had no idea this guy was even coaching this team. I didn't know who the coach was this team was. Um, and this is another 49ers team where they're physical. They'll push you around. And teams like that in the NFL succeed. And so that is why I have them at number two. And then at number one, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. They are 3-1 on the season. They're up one spot from last week. Um, they have the number two scoring offense. Their defense is impossible to run on. It's the best run defense in the NFL, and that's important. That's important for a couple of reasons. The first one is you can. It's because you can throw the ball on this team. Um, their pass defense isn't as great as it has been in the past. It wasn't like incredible in past years, but now it's kind of below, I would say, maybe average. Um, so you, you can throw the ball on this team, which will be a problem, obviously. Uh, that's going to be bad. They will have leads and they're gonna need that passing defense to step up because teams are gonna start throwing on them when they have those leads. So that's gonna to need to be fixed. But the important thing here is you can't play you can't keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. Because this run defense is very good at the best in the NFL, that means you can't run on him, can't drain clock, therefore the ball will go to Patrick Mahomes' hands eventually. Whether you score seven points or not, it will get back into the hands of Patrick Mahomes. So that is, a, that is a vital, vital point to this team. And when you can't play keep away from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's this offense, you're going to have a tough time beating this team. So that is why I have them at number one over the Philadelphia Eagles. So there you have it. That's my top ten. And, you know, we're getting a little bit farther into the year now. You're kind of getting a feel of sort of, all right, this team's going to be a good team this year. This team's not going to be so great. Um, there's a couple teams not in the top 10 I would like to just touch on, really quick. Uh, I'm making this after the Thursday night game that was the Colts and Broncos. Now there's a lot of things that can be said about that game. It was a field goal fest, no touchdowns in that game, but obviously the two guys I'm going to talk about are Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson. So let's let's talk about Russell Wilson first. Um, it's not it's not been great. Uh, he's getting yelled at by his teammates. And the performance on the field is kind of speaking for himself about how speaking for itself about how not so great it's going at the moment, Um, and it's hard to see guys like this struggle, but he's not terrible, and or like he's not I don't know what the word I want to describe it with, but I guess he's not like burnt out, or washed, that's the word I want. He's not washed up, and uh, many people might think that with what the game turned out to be like, but he, I watched that game, and he still ran really well, and some of those throws were really good. I just think he had a—he had some trouble finding some open guys. He was a little bit too tunnel vision, and that arm, he underthrew a couple of passes, especially that one to, I think it was Jerry Judy. That he underthrew down the left sideline, yeah, Um, or maybe Cortland Sutton, one of those two guys. Um, So the the arm is just—it's kind of a little bit, little bit questionable. Some decisions there, but he still runs well. He still runs very well. Um, I liked what I saw out of him in the running game, and this Broncos team's two and three—it's not going—it's not going great. Um, Do I think this Broncos team can turn it around? No. Nathaniel Hackett needs to show me something. He needs to unlock Russell Wilson. When you pair up a new head coach with a quarterback, it doesn't always go well to start with. And when it can't just be Russell all of a sudden moves from Seattle to Denver and starts not knowing how to play quarterback. That doesn't make any sense. Just think about that. You don't move from one team to another and then all of a sudden forget how to play football. That's not how it works. You still retain all your abilities when you move places. You don't fucking, you don't lose anything. You do switch coaching staffs and switch teammates. And you have a lot of new faces to get familiar with and a whole new game plan to strategize around. And so, they these two, Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, they, them especially, they need to get together and figure this out. They need to figure out something that's going to work, because what's the, what they're doing right now is not working. It's just not working, and they need to get it figured out. And I do believe they can, and I do think they can get this season turned around and at least finish like a respectable nine and eight. At the course they're going, I'm I'm seeing like a five and eleven, six and ten kind of season. You can turn this around. We can get we can get a nine and eight, maybe even like a ten and seven out of this year. You just you have to this team's gonna have to work very hard to fix it. The other team that's gonna have to work very hard to fix itself is the Colts. Matt Ryan not looking great so far this year, and it's the same same sort of deal like with the Russell Wilson thing. Sure, he's made a couple of not he's just not looked great, and he's this has kind of been more of a down year compared to Russell Wilson and people saying how bad he is. I think Matt Ryan's been a little bit more underwhelming in my opinion. Um, I love Matt Ryan. Uh, I've always loved Matt Ryan. Uh, very, always thought he was a very underrated quarterback. Um, I want to see him. I want to see him do well. Always want to see him do well, and um, especially you know after that Super Bowl slipped away uh, uh, all those years ago. But uh, 28 to three. But you know, I. I It's just not a good situation right now, and the offenses for both the Broncos and the Colts, not what you want to see. And the injuries, I would say, especially on the Colts' offense, aren't helping Matt Ryan. Um, He had Michael Pittman out last week, and then he had Jonathan Taylor out this week. So lots of key pieces missing, and also that offensive line uh, had a couple guys missing, and then they had a couple get injured during the game, and they were moving around all night long. And there was a left tackle. I forget his name, but he's an international player, or he was international. He's not from U.S. And it was his first, It was he was a he's a rookie this year, or maybe not a rookie, but this is his first. This was his first start, and it did not go well. He had like six flags called on him in the first half alone. Um, it was really bad, uh, really, really bad, for him and the, the whole offensive line in general. Just kind of got. Mashed and Mashed and destroyed all game, so really, really not a good situation for Matt Ryan in the pocket back there. And when you know he's you know him, he's not very mobile. Um, got sacked a couple times this game, but I think the worst part about this game for Matt Ryan was those couple really bad interceptions. Uh, they finally got like a drive going at the end of the f- at the end of the first half or like maybe the end of the first quarter. It's like the first drive where they got into the into Broncos territory. And then he threw an interception like near the red zone or in the red zone or something like that. God, man, that was that it was a really good drive they had going to. and that really deflated deflated the balloon right there and really took the wind out of their sails for the rest of the game. I would say. Uh, so just want to touch on that Thursday night game real quick before I got into my predictions, just because you know there are a couple of teams not in my top ten that I just thought I'd mention really quick. Um, I'll probably do that throughout the rest of the year. There's a couple of team, more teams I'd like to talk about. Maybe the Cowboys, um, maybe the Browns. You know, and I'll talk about the Steelers now and then because you know Cole likes the likes his Steelers. Um, but for now, that'll be it for today. Let's get into our Week Five predictions. Um, I've got all of them here. Uh, I did do these. I, I wrote the script before the Thursday night game, so I don't even know what I put down. It's it's now. Saturday, October eighth, uh, the day I'm recording this. So I don't even know what I have written down anymore by this point. I've just had a, so much to do, and so, I mean I have a lot to do. Uh, Slamming me with all these tests before fall break here. Um, but let's get into it. Odds are provided by Fox Sports Bets They were the Wednesday odds, so they've probably changed by now. But let's get into it. The Colts at the Broncos game. Uh, Broncos were three and a half point favorites. I've told you basically all you need to know about this game. I took the Broncos to win it. They did not. So that's 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 one in the El Calamari. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna do this quickly. I'm gonna move on. Um, let's go to Seahawks at Saints. Um, Saints are five and a half point favorites. Seahawks rank number one in the NFC on offense. I'll tell you that. Like, it, it does that. That surprises you, doesn't it? Yeah. Seahawks rank number one in the NFC in offense. That's pretty fucking crazy. Um, but they're basically at the bottom of the whole NFL on defense. But, um, you know, while they are that, the Saints are down their quarterback, they're down their halfback, and they're down their star receiver. Uh, so if none of those guys are back, or even just one of them's back, I don't have faith in the Saints' seem to do anything. So I'll take the Seahawks to throw up a bunch of points on the board and win this game. Uh, so, yeah, I'm taking them to win it. Can you I'm gotta, uh, this is going to be this is an underdog week right here. Uh, I'm taking, taking the Seahawks to beat the Saints. Outright beat them. Uh, next, Chargers at Browns. Browns are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Um, here's, here's what you need to know, I think, about this game. The Browns and the Chargers are both two-and-two. Two. The Browns have had a couple of losses where they just kind of couldn't finish games out. Uh, they had some. There was a game where they just kind of couldn't finish it hot on offense. And then they had a game where they just struggled to finish it on defense. They let their opponents get back into it. Um, the Chargers come into Cleveland with a whole host of injuries. And their offense has been sputtery at best. And if Miles Garrett is back, that is not going to be good news for Justin Herbert and his broken rib cartilage. So... They're down some offensive linemen. They're down some receivers. Give me the Browns in this one outright. That's right. Two, two more. Our two underdog wins predicted right off the bat. Yeah, we're getting a little crazy this week. Give me a third. The next game I'm talking about is Giants at Packers. Packers are eight-point favorites. Are you kidding me? First off, this is the London game. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think he's going to be ready for this game. If not, it's going to be Tyrod Taylor, I think. Um, here's what you need to know. You have Saquon Barkley versus 28th rush defense in the NFL. That's, that's all you need to know. Um, this is the second week in a row where the Packers have had a huge point spread. Last week, I think it was 10, 10 and a half over the Patriots, and they should have lost that Patriots game. They probably would have if Mac Jones started and played the whole game. Give me the Giants in this one. I know Daniel Jones has his issues. Give me the Giants. Giants are gonna, Giants are gonna roll us, baby. I can feel it. Next one, Steelers at Bills. Bills are fourteen point favorites. Holy shit, that is a college football point spread and a half right there. Um, I think Pickett, Kenny Pickett, will do better this weekend, and he already at, did great last weekend. Uh, he did throw a pick. wasn't his fault. wasn't his fault. In he has the same amount of touchdown drives, which is two. He has two touchdowns in five drives. In Mitchell Trubisky's 41 drives he had before that, two touchdown drives. That's all you need to know. This team will do better with Kenny Pickett at quarterback than they did with Mitchell Trubisky. It's not going to be enough to beat the Bills. I'm sorry. Sorry to say um, this team is not going to be able to compete with the Bills. And TJ Watts still out. And so this defense is going to get torched. Um, The Bills struggling to run the ball, I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, I'll take the Bills to win, but that's that's 14 points, are you kidding me? I'll take the Steelers to cover that spread, especially with Kenny Pickett in this offense. And Mike Tomlin, by the way, he's a good underdog coach. Very good underdog coach. He covers the spread and even wins sometimes. Next, we have the Bears at the Vikings. Vikes are 7.5-point favorites. After two three-point wins against what was it? Yeah, two three-point wins against the Lions and then the Saints. They are now seven and a half point favorites against the Bears. Okay, yeah, sure. The Bears' offense has been terrible, but they might have a chance to look half decent against this Vikings D. Um, if they get the running game going, they could even control the football game. That would be pretty crazy. Um, Vikings again, as I mentioned, they've looked sketchy the past couple of weeks, and I've had them at my at that ten spot. If this is another one-two point win, they're not gonna be in that 10 spot anymore. <laughs> they're gonna be out. Uh, if they win by maybe like 10, 14, okay, okay, I like this team. They need to, they need to give me a Vikings-Packers performance where they kind of just slosh the Packers around. Give me that against the Bears here, and you'll, you'll keep that spot. Another one-two-three point win, uh, I don't know. There might be some some other teams creeping creeping up up there for you. Next, we have Lions at Patriots. Patriots are three-point favorites. Um, I, I should say I, I will take the Vikings to win and the Bears to cover. Forgot to mention that. Uh, next, this is the Lions at the Patriots. Patriots are three-point favorites. Uh, the Lions' defense is the worst in the NFL. Um, and I think Zappy, that quarterback for the Patriots, is making his first career start, so that's going to be really cool. Um... I think that'll be... Uh, he looked good against the Packers. Um, it, I, I think the Lions offense has been alright. It's crazy how that coaching staff has been, been able to make Jared Goff look half-decent. Um, so, I'll take the Patriots to win this one, though, and cover that spread. Uh, I just think that defense is not good. And I think Zappy will do just enough. Well, I'm thinking about this now. I just don't know. Patriots defense, I think, is too good. I'll take the Patriots to win and cover in this one. Next, I have the Dolphins at the Jets. Jets are three and a half point dogs. Zach Wilson is back. He's doing the gritty on the Steelers. Um, you know, him being back and Tua being out makes this a tough game for the Dolphins. Um, this is going to be a very, very close interdivision matchup here. And three and a half points, I think, is a little is a little um, it's a little too many. In the, in the favor of the Dolphins, I think. Uh, but I'll take the Dolphins to win, uh, but the Jets to cover. This will be like a one, two point game, I think, uh, in the end of it. Uh, next, the Falcons at the Buccaneers. Bucks are nine and a half point favorites. Um, even though the Bucks are beat up, they should control this one. Um, defense got blown up last week, but the Falcons' offense is not the Chiefs' offense, so maybe you don't need to worry about this that. Um, I mentioned how scary the Bucks are before. Now, no NFC P- team wants a piece of them, including their own division, interdivision foes. Um, and another thing, the Tom Brady six and against the Falcons, so he'll be seven and and0 after tomorrow. Next, we have the Titans at the Commanders. Commanders are one and a half point dogs. Um, Derrick Henry looked more of himself against the Colts. That was fun to watch. He'll continue to do so, I think, against the Commanders. Um, but if Ryan Tannehill is required to throw the football, it might get interesting. Um, but I'll take the, the Titans to win and, uh, and cover that spread. Next, we have the Texans at the Jaguars. Jaguars are seven-point favorites. Um, Texans are are they the only they're the only winless team? Um, they're bad. Uh, Jacksonville's a good team, and there you go. That's all you need to know. <laughs> You should get big days from Travis Etienne and James Robinson in the backfield, and a big day from Trevor Lawrence through the year. I'll take the Jags to win, but the Texans to cover because it's an interdivision matchup. Uh, next, the 49ers at the Panthers. The Panthers are six and a half point dogs, and as I mentioned previously, love the 49ers roster. Even with injuries to like five of their high end, go- high end starters, these guys are still really good. Uh, Panthers haven't been convincing at all this year. And CMC, he got bottled up last week. He'll probably have it again. This team is physical, man. They're hard to run on. I'll take the 49ers to win and the Panthers to cover. Um, because I'll give the Panthers that one. It's a long trip from San Francisco to wherever the Panthers are. I don't even know where they are. Um, I couldn't even tell you if they're in North or South Carolina. That's how I have no idea where they are. <laughs> That's how much I have no idea where they are, I should say. Uh no idea, but it's a long trip nonetheless. West coast to east coast. And next we have the Cowboys at the Rams. Rams are five and a half point favorites. Um, Dak is re- targeting his return in this game. Uh, not so. Not quite sure that's going to happen. Um, Cowboys. Cowboys are uh, three and one, but don't let that deceive you. I don't think they're a great team. Um, but the Rams ha- have not been convincing at all this year. Um, I think if they throw Dak in, like day of, it's going to probably be ugly. But I think if Rush, Rush, Cooper Rush starts, it'll be. I think it'll be okay. Uh, I think they'll have a decent day and make it look pretty close. Um, the Rams did just get tossed around by the 49ers, though. So this might be your revenge game of the week. Um, I'll take the Rams to win this one. I'll go with the Cowboys covering that 5.5-point spread. Next we have the Eagles at the Cardinals. Cardinals are five point dogs, even though they're at home. Uh, I've been sleeping on the Cardinals all year. um, But they had a good second half against Carolina. It was close in the first half, but then they kinda pulled away in the second. Um, But the Eagles just they haven't struggled against anybody so far. Um, And I don't think Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are really gonna change that. Um, Cardinals defense had a good day against Carolina, but I don't see how they can repeat that against the Eagles. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles to win this one and cover that five-point spread. Next, Sunday Night Football. It's the Bengals at the Ravens. Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me the Ravens in this one. Yes, I'm finally choosing the Ravens. I need to see the Ravens not blow a game. All right? I need to say them to not blow it. All right? I've already mentioned how weird the Ravens team is. This Bengals team, however, is not weird. They're good. They're just a good team. Uh, these two teams are going to be at the top of the AFC North. It's the AFC North. They'll be at the top of that division uh, with the Steelers and the Browns lagging a little bit. With the Browns lagging a little bit behind, and the Steelers lagging a lot bit behind. Um, these two meetings throughout the year, this one and the next one they have, where the Bengals are at home, they, they'll be good games both times. Uh, I'm going to choose the Ravens simply because I like Lamar Jackson. All right, I I I just love him. All right, I can't can't get enough. Uh, I will take the Bengals to cover. This is going to be a good one. This uh, that is going to be a very good game. Next, we have last game of the last game of the weekend. We have the Raiders at the Chiefs Monday Night Football. Chiefs are seven points f- spreads. Uh, Gracie's dad and brother are going to watch this game in Kansas City, so that should be should be fun for them uh, because mainly they're Chiefs fans and the Chiefs are going to win. Uh, the Chiefs' offense is soaring right now. Their efficiency numbers are at the top of the NFL. Um, this defense is going to be all over Josh Jacobs in particular in that running game. And they'll probably be all over Derek Carr as well. Um, the Raiders' offense just hasn't really been there when it counts. They're 28th in red zone offense. So obviously, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. And yeah, this is an inter-division matchup, but I'll take them to cover that 7-point spread too. They just beat the Bucks by 10. I have no doubt they can beat the Raiders by even more. And you know, yes, I did talk about how sketchy the pass defense is for the Chiefs, but... I don't know what it is about the Raiders, man, they have weapons, they're just it's not working right now and Devontae Adams has not been performing as well as I thought he would. Um I when he was a Packer, especially these last few years, I always thought he was the best receiver in the NFL. And obviously I can sit you can sit there and be like, Okay, Packer bias. But no. Just no. Just just go look at his numbers and go look at him play. I mean Every game when he was a Packer, eight, eight, 8 to 12 receptions, 80 to 150 yards. Every game. <laughs> it was crazy. It was wild to watch him play with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I, I remember a couple years ago specifically when the Packers, it was when they, it wasn't last year where they got, we're not going to talk about last year. It was, I th- think, the year before. It was 2020 where they made the NFC Championship game in that year. Because in 2019, they made the NFC Championship game, but then they got stomped by the 49ers. But in 2020, they made it again, and then they got beat by the Bucks. Well, in the game before that, I want to talk about that one. They played the Rams in the NF- NFL, or NFC Divisional matchup, and all people were talking about was uh, Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. And Jalen Ramsey didn't do shit. Uh, Chiefs are going to win. Raiders are going to lose. This is one of the easier ones, but I do have some upsets in there, as I mentioned. Um, so we'll see how it goes this week. Twelve and four last week—that's really good. I'll take that again this week. I'll take twelve and four every week. If that's what I get every week, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, there, do you think? Do you think this year I'll ever get a, go a clean sixteen and zero? That'd be pretty sick. It would probably have to come on a week where a couple of teams have buys. So maybe I'll get, maybe I'll go like a solid thirteen and 0, 14 and zero, where they a couple of teams have buy weeks in the same week. That's when it's most likely gonna happen. Although most likely, I'm never gonna get even even close. Twelve and four is gonna be the closest I ever get, and it's all downhill from here. But let me know what you guys think. Let let me let me hear what you guys gotta say. Yeah, you know, formulate your own opinions about. Maybe what's your top ten? Why does my top ten suck ass? Um, and hopefully my predictions this week are just as good as they were last week. But that is gonna be it for today's episode of the c-string podcast hope you guys enjoyed um next time i believe we're going to be coming at you with some classic rock talk uh with our good friend cole rayer so get ready get excited for that like i said it's our favorite time of the week it's your favorite time of the week so get excited but thank you guys so much for listening i'll see you guys next time bye-bye